Oh, you know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am Ben, and here with none other than Andy. Hello. Thank you for joining us again. However you found us, we're happy that you're here. Um, you can find all other podcast-related things at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com, where you'll find our social media links and all the places to listen to us. While you're at those places, if you can shoot us a review, please do. Always appreciate it. It's been a while since we recorded, or at least it just feels like it. Feels like it, because we recorded <laughs> real early last time we recorded. Yeah, that's probably it. I don't know. Time is weird, but uh, it's not been too much crazy stuff going on since the last time. Um, I got a rowing machine. Um, Ooh, that was that's been fun. It's kind of hard to do with the with the foot boot though. Um, mm. so yeah. Um, by the time you're listening to this though, I should be out of that boot. Um, which will be real nice. So I'm really excited to hopefully be out of the boot and be able to drive again. That would That's be great. Yeah, but you're still not gonna drive to work, are you? Oh God, no! Our office is nowhere near opening. There's no, no current plans for that. Ah. So, we will continue to be at home until further notice. So, um, rowing machine was awesome. That thing got delivered. It was about 200 pounds, though. Uh, so getting it up the stairs was quite a feat. Um, but we got it there into our gym room and it's it's ready to rock um i have i have once again been foiled by mounting devices though and have been unable to mount the tv i bought for that room and had to buy a different mount because i didn't pre-measure uh how far apart the studs were upstairs Mm, now i can do these things though because i got tools that's what's up I'm glad to hear that for you. A friend of ours gifted me a toolbox with several tools. I went out and got a drill for said toolbox and all the attachments. uh, Still don't feel comfortable using any of it, but we'll get there. There you go. But you got them now. That's important. Yep, yep. They are here and available for other people to use them for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... I think I've had a little bit going on. Just a bit. I'll start with the the lesser of the two news. Sure. Uh, I ran a 24-hour iRace this past weekend, me and a team of four others. Sounds exhausting. Uh, Well, I mean, we all split it a few different ways. My shift was probably one of the worst. I ran from 2.30 in the morning till 6.30 in the morning. Good God. Yeah. That is That's a level of commitment, sir. I kept the car clean. So that that was yeah. important to me. Yeah. Um But uh other big news that we can finally tell everybody. Um Yeah. Your boy's gonna be a dad. Oh boy, Ben. <laughs> I I'm very excited for you. I am whatever the combination of excited, scared, and nervous, like all one yeah. big conglomeration. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had been trying for a little bit. We are 11 weeks along, and we go and have oh, okay. another ultrasound on the 29th. I will tell anybody that is in this boat, <laughs> it is infuriating not being able to go to ultrasounds, 
we had an incident where Caitlin had to go to the ER, and while I drove her to the ER, I was unable to go back with her. And that is a level of infuriation that I do not wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this goes, but uh, new journey starting, so it'll be fun to see how this goes. It will be. It will be. That is going to be very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of glad. I kind of wish I had waited to tell you till this very moment instead of texting. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, wait, I could have waited till today. You could have waited, but uh, yeah. it was uh, too too much to too much to hold back. But congratulations! Right. Thank you, and sir. I'm very excited to uh, follow along you with this process. Yep, it'll have two Uncle Andys. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, food corner for me. Uh, in in just the fact that it's been a weird couple weeks, I'm still stranded at home with my foot issue. I have nothing. I've had nothing too exciting on the food corner except for disappointment from DoorDash, in the in the form of uh, delivering my food to the wrong address. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you can't uh like really go walk and get it because your foot's fucked up. So, <laughs> thankfully. Um, roommate went and got it and got to meet our neighbors, which thankfully our, our neighbors are real cool and nice. And they were actually just about to drive it over to our house. But I was furious, that DoorDash driver, but I was, I was standing out on the front door, like flailing around and, and trying to get his attention because I saw him deliver it to the wrong address. Right. And I'm like yelling and flailing and the dude just has zero fucks to give well last so, time i did come to your house mm-hmm. your address does lead to the wrong driveway gps it, it you, GPS you s- to the wrong driveway you say that but so far when i've checked it again it, it it does go to my driveway the first time it went yeah. to your driveway the second time it sent me to the house that is super weird the only people who have had that issue is you and delivery drivers <laughs> well, but just saying, yeah, maybe because your phone yeah. saves it. Maybe my phone saves it. I don't know. Um, but we also had like a, an Amazon package say go get freaking dropped off at at my neighbor's house. So fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I bet. they were real cool about it, and they just dropped it dropped it off at our front door before we even had a chance to go get it. So that's what's up. Let's go ahead yeah. and get into this topic here, buddy. Oh boy, yeah. This was a fun one. <laughs> we have had these discussions for a few years. Yeah. And they have definitely come to a head as I have <laughs> introduced Andy into the lovely world of stock car racing, more specifically NASCAR. Also known as the most progressive sport of 2020. Uh, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Until setbacks. Yeah. Um, that's not what this is about. Uh, right. This is what got us. Uh, Andy, why don't you explain to people where you're from? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, so we have to have a little bit of background, because probably only a handful know, you know, why this some of this is so confusing for me. So, I was born in Miami. 
Um, and both my parents were born in Cuba and left when they were pretty young. Um, dad lived in Venezuela until he was like 15 or 16. My mom lived in the U.S. from the time she was like five or so. But uh, yeah, I was born in Miami, raised by Cuban parents, Hispanic family, and uh, didn't really have much exposure to all this Southern culture until I moved to good old Georgia. Oh, man. (laughs) And that was a culture shock. Yeah, it was a culture shock. And uh, just seeing some of your friends, I realized about the only person who may be more Southern than me in your friend group, maybe Ashley. Yeah, yeah, that's probably That's probably it. Um, I mean, Becky with the horses is a pretty Southern thing, but that's a a rich Southern thing. (laughs) And I have introduced Andy to low-income Southernness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a certain flavor. Um, Yeah. But the the episode idea came when I was watching wrestling like a few a few weeks ago, and they announced that AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are going to be the Grand Marshals at the NASCAR race. And I texted Ben a picture of my TV with this announcement and said, "What in the fucking rednecks does this mean?" Yep, and that is how <laughs> this episode was born. So for your first question, I will answer a NASCAR yeah. Grand Marshal. Is someone that they bring in, usually uh, a f- someone of fame or import, to wave the opening flag or to give the command, usually a combination of the two things. Right. So that's basically what they were saying is AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan were going to give the command for the people to start their engines, mostly because they couldn't be at the track to drop the green flag or do anything like that. So they just okay. literally gave the command. Well, I guess they say drivers start your engines now. My bad. Right. They started right. saying drivers start your engines when Danica Patrick was racing, instead of saying gentlemen uh, start your engines. I see. Aggressive NASCAR. Yeah. But so that, yeah, how about I say that is what started this whole conversation, and then we made sure to keep detailed notes after this statement was made because Andy <laughs> had some other ones that came up, and I'm like. Keep these written somewhere so we can talk about them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there, there kept being a few different things that would come up, and every once in a while I'd be like, oh, this is this is one for the episode, so let's just save it. So another one was biscuit etiquette. I felt like I was not, I wasn't born in the South. I, I don't think I can judge a biscuit. And then I felt like maybe that requires more of a, you know, definition as far as to, like, where where geography-wise you need to be born uh, to know a properly cooked biscuit. And <laughs> I have lived in North and South Carolina and Georgia. I have family in Alabama. And upon talking to your good friend, Alice, we have yeah. determined that the appropriate South <laughs> is from Tennessee to Alabama. That is the appropriate South. That right. little L of states. Mississippi's yeah. crazy and weird and about 50 <laughs> years behind everybody. <laughs> West Virginia and Virginia are their own thing called hillbilly. <laughs> and then Kentucky, it's oh, just there. It's its a own, whole different world. Yeah, it's its own sovereign state of crazy. So... <laughs> 
when you're talking about biscuits, that's where we're deciding the biscuit motherland is. Is right see. there. I see. That that seems legit. I do want to so, say the text I got about this biscuit thing is he said he made biscuits. And I got really excited because he said he's been trying to make stuff in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, how'd they come out? Like, I'm getting excited because I myself make a pretty good biscuit. <laughs> you can vouch for that one. That is true. So I was like, oh, what do you do? And he goes, oh, no, they're just Pillsbury. And I was like, shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> so with Pillsbury not being what you would consider a good biscuit. But here's the thing. Pillsbury is not a biscuit. <laughs> Okay. Anything that is frozen or comes from a can, while in name is a biscuit and can be used in a pinch to (laughs) save you time and hassle of making actual biscuits. Yes. Do not put them on your biscuit scale. (laughs) Okay, so taking Pillsbury totally out of the running here, what makes a proper good biscuit? A proper good biscuit is a an outside. That has, I don't want to say crunch because that's not the quite the quite word, but when you've eaten a biscuit, mm-hmm. you know that that outside layer is a little hard. Usually okay. because you butter the top or there will be Crisco or lard on the bottom of the pan to get it browner than the rest. Right. Once you bite through that, that inside needs to be airy and fluffy. That's what you want if you're just eating a biscuit. That way you can cut it in half, butter, jellies, jams. Bacon, egg, cheese, whatever you want to put inside that biscuit, a good fluffy biscuit with a, a an outside that holds it all together. That's what you're looking for right. as a good biscuit. All right. All right. That's fair. I should say that's a good breakfast biscuit. Good breakfast biscuit. Good breakfast biscuit. That's what you're looking oh, for. Okay. Now, see, for me, a lot of times I make biscuits, I use them in like beef stews and stuff like that. So I make it a little bit. I make a crumblier. It's a little bit less airy, a little bit tighter on the inside, so that when you rip it apart, it crumbles up real nice. You drop it in your soup or whatever you're making. It soaks up all that juice, softens it up, makes it good to put in dinner, and I call that a dinner biscuit. Okay. So there's a difference. There's a difference. See? And if you're from the South, you'll understand the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not know until this moment there was actually a difference between a uh, a dinner biscuit or you know a breakfast. You ask you you else. ask Mama Kathy. All right, I, she'll yeah. set you straight. She's from she's from the good old north of the Carolina. That's true. She'll that set you straight. True. That is very. I was true. gonna say I was gonna say ask your wife, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, so. Uh, when I'm when I'm searching for a biscuit place, and maybe anybody else who happens to find themselves vacationing in the South, you know, what what are you looking for in a proper Southern biscuit place? Because I've definitely been to biscuit places. Even even I have been like, that's not a real biscuit place. Okay. For me, there's a ton of hole in the walls you can go to, and normally, right. the sketchier the outside of the place looks, the better the inside's going to be. It's so true. Any barbecue place that offers breakfast, oh god, probably yes. going to be a solid biscuit place because if yes. they know how to barbecue, they know the <laughs> other southern things. They really that, do. That also, while we're on the subject of barbecue, that brings me to another huh. southern thing. Yeah. When you that say barbecue in the south, 
it does not mean hot dogs and hamburgers cooked out on a grill. Yeah, yeah. It is pulled pork, brisket, smoked items. That is a barbecue in the South. It is called a cookout when you do the other things. Yep. And there's a difference. Do not mix them up. It is unforgivable. <laughs> Sorry. Had to get off the barbecue rant there. Had to get that. No, out that's that's fair. <laughs> um, but back to biscuit places. My bad. Um, when you're looking at chains that do biscuits, if you're wanting a more traditional style biscuit, your places like Bojangles, um, almost any chicken place like that that does what we affectionately call bucket chicken, if they okay, serve yeah. breakfast, that's usually along the lines of going to be more of a southern style biscuit. Okay. So that would be the other thing I would recommend. If it's yeah. a chain that you only see in a few states, probably going to be an okay biscuit. Hardee's is a really good one, but they're dwindling greatly. Yeah, that's that. That sounds about right. I um, there's one biscuit place. I think it's because it it really follows the uh the the rule we said of the sketchier looks on the outside. Did you ever go to Guy's Biscuit Barn in Cumming? I mean, it still exists, but have you been to it? I have not been to it personally, but I do know. Huh. About it. Okay, that is like one of the best biscuits I've ever had. Yeah. Is good old guys biscuit barn. I did not know that place was actually open till a few years ago when I saw an article about it, and I was like, I literally have driven by that hundreds of times and thought it was closed down. That's how bad it looks on the outside. <laughs> like to me, there was no way that that was a functioning business. Yeah. Um. Although, just locally, if you go to guys. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say just locally here in Dawson, you're talking about guys. There's mm-hmm. a place called Billy's. In right. Dawsonville. I'll that, I haven't been to that one. No. Got an amazing chicken and cheese biscuit. Mm. Really good. Um, I think it's under new ownership, but they still have pretty much the same thing. But those owners also opened a place. Is it Biscuit Place, sweetheart? Is that what I'm thinking of? Okay, no. It's not here anymore. Never mind. Okay. Other All place right. is not here anymore, but it was really good. And uh, Big D's Barbecue. In Dawsonville. Oh, is yeah. a very good breakfast spot. And They're with more the location their... and coming. Yep. They're more known for their pancakes. True. But oh, I did not know that. Apparently, that's <laughs> a big thing. In the Dawsonville locations, at least, pancakes are a big thing. But okay. those, uh, those are some of the local local favorites. And Papa's Place is in Dawsonville okay. and Dahlonega. But okay. if you go there, you got to get the country-fied skillet. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> right. I uh so guys is is a great one in coming. If you are gonna go there though, they are a cash only business. Um, I don't know how that's working out post corona. Maybe they've switched up, but as far as I know, they're cash only, and I'd be surprised that they switched that out. Um, it's a biscuit they, place that's cash only. They yeah. probably don't believe the Rona exists. That's probably true. Another one that I personally know the owners because I went to uh, I went to college with with one of the owners at least um, is Daisy's Biscuit Place. That place is fantastic. Uh, is it cash only? No, no, no. It's not cash only. They oh. they've taken cards since day one ish, as far as I know. But they're incoming over near the high school that I went to, and pretty regularly I eventually joined in on this uh, biscuit circuit where somebody would. 
you know, gather money from various individuals and go and, you know, get everybody a whole bunch of biscuits. So that yeah, that is another cool. another quality one. You also you live close enough you need to one morning get up and go to Amos's. I do, yeah. Yeah, because there is no good biscuit places in Alpharetta. No, you just gotta go check out Amos's. <laughs> and and this was one I don't think you mentioned to me, but I work with several people that are from Wisconsin. So when we're okay. coming into this episode, I started crowdsourcing mm-hmm. some ideas. And oh something they did not understand in the South was the concept of gravy biscuits or biscuits. Yeah, gravy. no, I didn't even understand this one until, you know, not that long ago, to be honest. It's literally the cheapest way to get you full. Is the it's concept. Delicious. Yeah, it's the concept of a gravy biscuit. You make yeah. biscuits. If you've ever made biscuits from scratch, you will know you either don't make enough biscuits or it's like right. pasta, and you end up with so many extra biscuits. Right. You, use those, you use those extra biscuits, you just take a little of whatever your cooking grease was, you know, if you made you some bacon or some sausage, throw some flour, milk, stir it all together, get you a little sauce consistency there with the salt and pepper, and bam, oh you have gravy that you put over the biscuit. And of course, it's a flour-based gravy on top of these heavy biscuits. It's going to fill you up, and it fills you up for dirt cheap. A lot of yeah. Southern food is made in mass quantities or super cheap. And a lot of the times, right. those two things collide. That, yeah, that is fair. And, I mean, it is a delicious, delicious treat. Um, back when I, I, I don't have it as often as I used to, because back when I worked for Coke, um, they had a cafeteria. and it was like our little employee cafeteria and everything was like dirt cheap and it was like two bucks to get biscuits and gravy in the morning and that became a pretty pretty regular staple okay so that was what i got exposed to uh kind of early actually you know what the f- i do remember the first times i had biscuit and gravy and i was very confused by it but i was totally down to try it and then was amazed <laughs> it was like the first time i went to like a friend's place in georgia and had like a sleepover and his dad woke up in the morning and made gravies from scratch and i have yet to have a gravy that topped that man's sausage gravy it was incredible <laughs> Yes, sausage gravy is definitely the best form of gravy. It was so good. It was so good. Um, mm. So <laughs> this this next one started a pretty long discussion that, that had me learning something. And that was the, the home fry versus hash brown debate. This one had me learning something as well. It did, because it came about because I one morning fired up that DoorDash, ordered from a biscuit place, and they also noted they have hash browns. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I haven't had hash browns in a while. Put those hash browns on there. When they came, they were home fries. And then I had to immediately stop, send Ben a text message, and ask if this was a punishable crime in the South. Uh, and if there was, you know, if I was wrong about this or if they were wrong about this. The answer we discovered is both. Yeah. Um. Hash browns, as you know them from the Waffle House variety, the thin-cut potatoes that are cooked on a skillet, are actually originally from the north. 
up in the uh, Michigan area, uh, where more of the some some Italian influence, Michigan Chicago area, where they would thinly ju- julian cook the potatoes, fry them up. Those were called hash browns. Home fries, I've always called them country potatoes or breakfast potatoes, and that's where you basically dice up potatoes and fry them, and you usually will put some peppers, onions, and cheese on them. Right, right. That's the southern dish. Then this amazing place called Waffle House brought hash browns down to the south, and now hash browns are universally the cut, sliced, anything that is chunked is now called, I like I said, I call them country potatoes. Right. Apparently, they're also called home fries. So we discovered right. that both ways are correct. It really got to look at the restaurant and the venue you are purchasing from. That is true, because I was, in my head, I'd always thought there was a very, very stark difference between the two. I did not realize that you could get bamboozled. And I guess technically they're, you know, not lying, but. They're not lying, but that's not what you wanted. That is not what I wanted, especially when they were undercooked. So, not mm. about it. Mm. Um, another episode in the DoorDash Disappointment series. Yeah, yeah. That's going to fill up a whole podcast one day. It's getting really close. <laughs> um, let's just continue on the food in the South here. Okay. Uh, this was one I wasn't aware of, that people, like, it's an abnormal thing. But tomato mm-hmm. sandwiches. Yeah, I... I, I looked at this and I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, so a tomato <laughs> sandwich, since as we can tell now that we've entered the beginning of summer, it gets hot as hell in the south. It does? At lunch, sometimes it's just really nice to have you a nice, crisp cool tomato with a light layer of mayonnaise. You just salt and pepper your tomato slices, put them on some soft white bread. Some people call it thumbprint bread, which is when the bread is so fresh. That if you touch it with your thumb, your thumbprint stays there. That's what they talk about when they say thumbprint bread. Okay, all right. And you can do that, no toasting. I personally prefer my bread a little toasted. But when you make a tomato sandwich, it has to be white bread. No wheat, Okay. no sesame, nothing like that. No weird bread. It's got to be white bread. All right. But that is a southern staple. And I mentioned mayonnaise. Let me roll back around to this now. In the South, oh, yeah. in the South, if you are cooking, the only mayonnaise acceptable for any home-cooked recipe is Duke's mayonnaise. Yeah, is there any like reasoning that you found behind that, or is just that's just the way it is? I have no idea what the reasoning behind it, <laughs> but I have cooked with Duke's, I have cooked with Hellman's, I have cooked with other mayonnaises for some reason. The pl- flavor profile of Duke's is better because it's a, I want to say it's a more neutral. It's not like Hellman's that's a little sweet or Blue right. Plate that's a little sweet. Okay. sweet. For some reason, Duke's is just this perfect neutral mayonnaise that you can barely tell mayonnaise is in the, like, in the recipe when you use Duke's. Right, right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I I didn't argue with that one too much. The first time I was told that this is the mayonnaise that is uh that is the only mayonnaise we buy by my wife, and I just yep. was like, yeah, I I don't care. Um, it's mayonnaise. But I have then since 
been in situations, especially lately, where things in the grocery store are limited. And Hellman's was brought home one day, and I was like, what the fuck is this? There you go. <laughs> this isn't Dukes. <laughs> she was but, like, I'm sorry. It was all it, they had. And I'm like, it, oh. Uh, yeah, then you just don't get mayonnaise. Yeah, these are hard times we're living in. <laughs> yeah. So it was really funny growing up. Mom had Dukes in the cabinet for cooking, blue plate in the refrigerator for my sandwiches. Okay. And then Miracle Whip in the refrigerator for Chuck sandwiches. Oh, wow. So we were a three mayonnaise household, and each mayonnaise served a purpose. It's kind of like the um, uh, mustard shelf that I have. Well, to be fair, your mustard shelf, you have like every type of mustard. It's not like you have three different brands of yellow mustard. I mean, that's true. (laughs) We've got the French's for these hot dogs. We've got the... the... (laughs) Yeah, no, you've just got, you've got like mustard, Dijon, spicy brown. You're okay. Your mustards are not as crazy as you think they are. That that's true. That's true. That's fair, at least. Oh. Um, I'm glad to hear it then. You had some terms though that you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, just because I think these were fun, as I would um, find out about them, I guess, and <laughs> be very confused. And I think the first one I really, really have memory of um, was when back when Lana and I were dating and I remember calling her she was telling me a story about somebody and she was like yeah this this woman just really like she just she just came in here she showed her ass and I was like what she was like yeah she just she showed her ass and I was like what do you what do you mean like she took off her pants and like showed her ass I don't understand how that fits in with the context of the story and she's like Wait, had you never heard that before? And I'm like, heard what? And I found out that this is a pretty popular saying in these parts. It is very popular, and uh, for those that are not from the South listening to this, showing your ass basically means when you want to speak to the manager. (laughs) So it's a Southern way of telling somebody they're being a Karen. Yeah, basically. It is the oh. OG way. It is. It is. Um, um, another one so, we always get is ain't. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that one. Is... Ain't, ain't a word because it is in the dictionary. <laughs> it is a word. And it just I... is a southern way of saying I will not do whatever you're asking. <laughs> Used in a phrase such as I ain't going to do it. <laughs> Ain't doing it. Ain't doing it. Oh, Ain't gonna. God. Ain't gonna yeah, happen. That one definitely um, confused the shit out of me at first. It's just like not not something I I heard on a regular basis um, back in my you know Miami middle school. Um, the uh, the Coke one is fun, and I think that one I feel like it's worse here in Georgia. Um, oh, it's definitely worse here. Coke stands for any carbonated beverage. And like I, I remember hearing about it, but like it really did not hit home for me until I worked as a server here, and it was especially hard when I worked in a place that didn't serve Coca Cola and served that other brand's products. Ain't nothing wrong with Pepsi, bro. 
<laughs> but every time I'd be like, uh, Pepsi, okay? And they're like, yeah, I want a Coke. And I'm like, all right, I'll just go get that for you. But literally, I, it could be anything. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that, though, because I've been in restaurants where someone goes, can I have a Coke? And the person goes, is Pepsi okay? And the person's like, no. No, I literally only want Coke. I only want this certain dark-flavored beverage. It's, it's not <laughs> do, you mean, do you mean you've been in a restaurant with me? <laughs> I mean, several times. Several times. Um, but it's like, oh, if you're going to the store, bring me, back a, bring me back a Coke. And I guess the northern equivalent of this would be a pop or a soda. Right. It doesn't matter what they come back with. It could be a Mountain Dew, a Sprite, anything. It's all Coke. Now, most yep. of the time, if you say you want a Coke, someone's going to ask you what kind. But that yeah. should let you know that Coke is you want a soda. You will now clarify your soda order. Right. That is fair. Yep. Also, y'all is a very multifunctional word in the Southern yeah, Dictionary. That's, that's kind of for everything. So. It can be used for everything. And, and y'all is already plural. But if you yeah. really want to get the point across to a large group, it's all y'all. Yeah, that that was the one that really I was just like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, no, all y'all just means that something of serious import is about to be announced, <laughs> and all y'all or everyone in attendance needs to listen and focus on the speaker. <laughs> that yeah. I have heard yeah. this. In the phrase of my family going, if y'all don't come down, all y'all going to get your ass whooped. <laughs> cousins, if we were showing our ass. Ah, there you go. Game. You're linking them together now. There you go. <laughs> it all stirs together to make the beautiful language we call Southern. <laughs> and if oh, you live God. in the South, you've got to be able to read sarcasm or you will not make it very far. Yeah, you won't survive. Uh, these are my two favorites that get used on regular basis, and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure you've heard both of them. Oh yeah. The phrase let me let me use it in context both ways here. Bless your heart. <laughs> if said like that, and the emphasis is really on the like, oh man, you just got to really read the inflection on that. It could genuinely mean like, oh, I feel real bad for you, or if said in a sarcastic tone. Well, just bless your heart. It could <laughs> literally mean in the South, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so you have to be really careful on how you interpret that word because it can mean both. Depends on who's yeah. saying it and how they say it to you. It's true. It's a it's a complex uh, complex situation. You gotta really listen. <laughs> really listen, and it really helps if you watch. Yeah. His eyes yeah. sell, bless your heart, real well. <laughs> the other one that I've heard a lot, because I am not the quickest person in the world, is uh, take your time. <laughs> take yeah, your time. I, I, I didn't really get that one for a long time, but 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 I have come to, to slowly understand it. <laughs> yes. And again, going back to blood chart, take your time could legitimately mean, well, just take your time and get it done. Or it could mean you're slow as shit. Hurry up. Right. It can mean both. It really again, can. Context is king. Look at the speaker. 
see what the eyes are doing, read the face, and understand it can go either way. Right, right, exactly. Another thing in Southern culture that we have talked about a lot is your disdain. I actually have. Yes. Is your disdain for the fact that every holiday is celebrated with fireworks. It's so annoying. I hate it so much. (laughs) And it has gotten so much worse in the past couple months because we have entered what is affectionately called Fourth of July month. Oh, God. Which is when people are already purchasing fireworks for Fourth of July. But when you have fireworks, you want to shoot them all. Oh, yeah. Like, legitimately, like this past weekend, there's somebody was shooting off fireworks. And I'm like, why? Why? Why are you doing this? Very simple. It's practice run June. You're <laughs> testing to see what the fireworks do so that when you invite the people to view the fireworks, you're aware of what kind of show you can put on with said fireworks. You know, I was thinking that I I don't even think I can, you know, without feeling real bad about it, shoot off fireworks um, near my current place due to the fact that there are horses basically in my backyard. I mean, they'll get over it. Oh, poor horses, though. Ugh. <laughs> but then post-4th of July, sometimes you have people save that fireworks for Memorial Day or Labor Day. Labor Day, Labor Day. Save it yeah. for Labor Day because three day weekend, why not shoot fireworks? But a lot right. of time through August, people are just like, eh, it's bored, why not? Leftover right. fireworks shooting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that definitely um, has gotten worse with, with people being home more. Um, I, I just can't even imagine how ridiculous the uh, celebration is going to get this year. Oh, it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> I cannot. Ooh, excuse okay. me. Wait. It's gonna be so good. Oh man. During our time speaking of southern things, was there anything else that came to mind to you that you had any questions on? No, I think we covered it. I'm sure it won't be the end of it though. Um but but I really I oh. really am glad we got to vocalize a lot of this on here. Yes, there is another one I just thought of. Oh yeah. Um, in the South, beer is very popular. You got your big oh, yeah. three, Bud, Miller, and Coors are your big three. But note that when you ask for a Budweiser, you're getting what is affectionately known as diesel. <laughs> big old heavy Bud, Budweiser. Whereas in the South, most people, for hydration purposes, stick with Bud Light. Right, right. But... If you get a Budweiser and you're accustomed to drinking Bud Light, it will be affectionately called as getting diesel because you are getting a heavier, more full-bodied beer. Interesting. Yes. I did not know this one. I drink one diesel a year in honor of Matt's dad. Fair enough. Usually at Jim and Nick's to get barbecue. Oh, good old Jim and Nick's. (laughs) Oh, well, moving out of the South and out of Southern phrases. Go to our little bit of gaming news we like to talk about. All I've done, of course, is iRacing. Yeah, you are are on a single thread here lately with that. uh, Well, I am. I am currently running (laughs) the Atlanta Motorsports Park E-Series. Hey, you were in in a televised... I I was, and I'll be in another one for the next six weeks. 
Uh, are they going to get better internet this time? Uh, to be determined. <laughs> I just know that I will only be Lord. sharing it on certain messages, not to my direct Facebook. Right. Uh, until some things change. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That was uh, hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's been my focus. Um, branching out of my comfort zone instead of just running NASCAR and oval stuff, I've been running a lot of road stuff. And uh, like I said, I ran that 24-hour race. It was my first time in a GTE car and my first time in iRacing on the track of Le Mans. I've raced in other games. But uh, it was definitely an interesting experience. And it's one of the first times I really got to see how well iRacing does, like, track temperature and air pressure adjustments. Yeah. Because in the course of the 24-hour race, the track temperature was now this is all in Celsius because Le Mans is in France. Right. Was as low as eighteen degrees Celsius Ooh. and got as high as thirty one degrees Celsius. Jesus. And it made a huge difference how the car handled, how the tires wore out. And this was the first time I really got to see iRacing and how they model that stuff and how I mean you can tell the difference. It was it was a complete difference when you were running the track early in the morning when the sun was barely up compared to when you were running when it was noon. Right. Down full force. And again, iRacing was running all of this on France time. So my shifts from 2.30 Ooh. to 6.30 were like sunrise to mid-morning. Oh, my God. It really that... messed with me that when I finished my stint, it's been daylight in the game for me for four hours. And I look over at the window, and now it's daylight outside. <laughs> it's like, ugh, okay. Oh God, that Jesus, that is some some serious dedication there. So, otherwise, there there is an interesting bit in the uh, in the world of of gaming, I guess, that we just found out about, or I just found out about as we started recording, is the fact that I think a while ago we even mentioned, and I know our buddies at uh, Digital Days have been talking about the Twitch and Mixer streaming wars. And oh boy, it looks like there's about to end. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they're done. Um, Good old Microsoft doing what they do best and shutting down a service. Yep. <laughs> looks like Mixture is going to go the way of the Dodo. Microsoft is going to work with Facebook Gaming as a streaming platform kind of service. Uh, I'm not, I mean, honestly, I'm not too terribly upset with this because, I mean, Twitch is integrated into everything anyway to begin with so it's kind of already the well-established this just seemed like if microsoft could integrate it better into xbox it might could take off right but twitch integration was already there and microsoft instead of feeding money to uh, basically a dead horse they're just going to end it and move on i mean they put a lot of money in that when they uh you know went and gave old uh old ninja a ton of ton of cash to uh you know, yeah, on their platform. Yeah, well, you know, they probably are going to use all this back infrastructure to help with Project X Cloud, though. So yeah, I hope a lot I of hope these something, resources something gets done be, with that. Yeah, I think a lot of these resources are probably going to go more into what you'll see in the future Project X Cloud and stuff like that. Right, right. That makes sense, and and I hope I hope for that. I am very interested to see what the numbers look like when uh, somebody like Ninja comes back. Uh, to Twitch. 
because that's probably going to be a huge celebration for them at the uh, at the Twitch camp. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most. I will care point, about the new consoles when we see a price. Yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at. Um, although I I did enjoy listening to our buddies again recap uh a digital days recap that uh that playstation event and also they seem to start they seem to be doing it for all the events they did one for the ea live which uh unfortunately for you and i ben gave us nothing about any of the upcoming sports games nope Um, we just know they're coming they'll exist and the worst part is we will we will just play them and, uh, you know, buy them anyway. Yep, that's usually so, I definitely think we're going to go back to the PC realm with this upcoming Yeah, Madden. we're going back to PC for Madden, at least. So, I, I am not very excited for this next Madden, but, you know, that's kind of how it goes. Once, once I see something uh, new there, maybe I'll be excited. But yeah, I, I was blown away by the graphics. Personally, the graphics yeah. are really good. But again, it's next gen graphics. So do I get to see those on PC, or do I have to get one of those next gen consoles to see those? I'm sure you'll be able to see it on PC. Yeah. So that's that's probably going to be the case. So. Not nothing, nothing that's you know blowing my mind yet. I think it's about to be like the most confusing generation here, probably in a while. Um, for like the average consumer, I feel real bad because it's going to be probably a huge cluster of like yeah. the digital, the non-digital, different levels of power. Possibly, just I can't even. I, can't I highly even doubt. I highly doubt we'll see different levels of power. I think this list and disk space are going to be the only thing we see at launch. I really, I know. I really hope that at launch we don't have, like, a Xbox Series X and a Lockhart and, you know, differences in, you know, in the PlayStations, but, you know, we'll see. Kind of see what that what that brings. Um, in, in my continuing uh, journey through watching random movies that come straight to demand, um, I watched a pretty interesting one this past week called You Should Have Left. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything about this? Because I know it was, I have, it was... I have not. It was, okay, it was popping all over my Facebook. Facebook knows I watch everything. So it's a movie that takes place... That, you know, came out in 2020 starring Kevin Bacon. So that's one thing. Okay. You got you some Kevin Bacon. Uh, basically, you got some weird shit that goes down when a couple and their young daughter rent a secluded countryside house. And the moral of the story is they they should have left. So definitely worth a watch. Um, It's, it's on demand everywhere. So just, just pull it up at your, uh, at your convenience. If you are interested in something like that, it's a pretty decent movie. I'd give it a light recommend. Anything's better than that god awful movie you talked about last year. Yeah, no, it is. It is definitely not a uh, a enemy. It is does not have a ridiculous, stupid uh, twist ending. So, if that makes you feel any better about that light 
recommendation. A little bit. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I, I did truly experience how freaking useless PlayStation's remote play features are. Um, <laughs> I did also realize that part of my own woes were caused by not realizing that the PlayStation does not switch off of wireless just when you plug in an Ethernet into the back like I'm used to with the Xbox. Um, <laughs> you have to actually go and tell it that you are wired. So, in the more of the story, after all the whining I did about remote play not working unless your DualShock is on your PC wired in or you're using that USB dongle that existed for two minutes. The PlayStation TV is getting another life in this household, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was rocking through some MLB early this morning. Um, nice. So, remote play was, but but Ben had a pretty good uh, analogy for that. Uh, Sony does find a way sometimes to truly be the Apple of gaming consoles. <laughs> they are very much their own walled garden and i i really hope that that changes in this next generation <laughs> all i could think of is when you were texting me complaining about oh. all this stuff was uh yeah oh, you're so much more powerful when you turn to the dark side <laughs> i was so emperor palpatine over here and you were anakining struggling between the light and the dark and i was just like bring in the darkness <laughs> bring in the darkness i knew you oh. loved it i was like oh he's gonna i was like i'm gonna give him this just because you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it like way too much for me to not just bitch to you oh about... you did i loved <laughs> every last <laughs> major morning oh it did made my oh, made my day it was great <laughs> It's great. That Fantastic. Is awesome. All right. Oh. Is anything else you wanted to uh, mention on here today? Um, I've got nothing else today other than keep your eye out. Um, I don't know if Andy's going to join us, but me and our good friend MJC are looking to throw something together. Um, not sure how we're going to release that, which way it's going to go. We'll probably work those details out before recording. Um, but a little bit of extra content coming your way, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, um, outside of our regularly scheduled episodes. Uh, just to let you guys know, thank you all for listening, everything you do. Don't forget to like, rate, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff we mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, if I've got nothing else, if you've got nothing else, then. That is all. Well, everybody, have a good couple of weeks, and we will see you again soon. Indeed, and before we leave, thank you, Walter, for recording the can pop so that it is now consistent and crisp uh, at all times. <laughs> the can pop will now be a consistent sound. Indeed. Everybody, right. take it easy. Love one another. Be nice to one another. Goodbye. <laughs>